your life, did you ever have somebody in your life that was harsh or that was not embracing? Okay, all the guys in the room, were we not taught to not show emotion? I mean, I mean, you didn't do that. If you did it, you were called a what? I mean, the, P, the PG version, not the rated version. <laughs> we, we know the other version. Us guys know that version. I'm not going to, anyway. But sissy, all right? There's another one that we're not going to go there, but there's other words that us guys would use in our soulless realm, <laughs> our pre-Jesus realm. So we come into this thing as men and women uh, from all different walks. Think about, you know, I mean, like, you know, your couple, you know, Glenn and Mandy, how y'all came together, but you came from different walks. Michelle and I came together, but we came from different perspectives, different walks. And we bring with us, Brian and Julie, we bring with us different perspectives, different journeys, right? We all bring with us our own journey, where we've been. And with that in mind, we need to be willing to extend, what? Grace to one another. Think about where you are. What I love about you and your congregation is, is I think, Brian, you said it last Sunday. I'm having, we're, we're still trying to get this revelation. I forget exactly, was it about grace or was it about love? I forget one of those two, I think. Righteousness, okay. This revelation that, that we are the righteousness of God. But, but we're not actually, we may know it here, but that doesn't mean we've got it here yet. And, that, and that's something I want to try to get across to us today is we're bringing all these different things. So uh, the author, Jack Frost, just a little bit about him. I'm not going to give you everything because I would like for you all to read the book at some point. But he came from a perspective of father was military, father was professional tennis, you know, instructor. Jack wasn't the tennis player dad wanted him to be. Calls him a, a wimp. Tells him he's no good, you know, whatever. I mean, you, you know, you can put all the pictures together. But what Jack pointed out was, was that his father's father came up without a father in the home. His father's father came up during the Great Depression. And so, also, I think he was in World War II. So we have to look at where my grandfather was, where your grandfather was, to appreciate what they bring to the table. Not to say that their way of rearing us was right, because it damages many of us by how they show their love. You know, they may show tough love. And I think tough love is, you know, we don't want to enable, but, but we need to be affectionate when we love. You need to show affection. Guys in the room, fathers in the room, show affection. And so I'm backing up already. I'm saying, okay, you can't give out what you have not received yet. And, and, And what I want to show you today is there are some things that have gotten in the way of us being able to receive the love that's, that's shed abroad to us, that's been made available to us. And, and he lavishes that love upon us. He wants us to receive. But we can't receive because sometimes we have a lie that we're hanging on to. Yeah. A, 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 a misunderstanding of who God is. A lie that we've held on to. A hurt that we've not been healed from yet. Y'all see where I'm going with this? And so until we can receive fully the love of the Father... We're not going to be able to extend that love to others. And I, and I want to say to you, I have not arrived in this. I just finished the book, okay? Now, Leif Hetland's spiritual father. Um, anyway, I'm not going to get into all that. But just, anyway, it's really cool. The book was written in 2002. And um, I just love that this guy, was he was on the identity trail way back when. And um, we are... We are hopeful today. I'm hopeful that, that I will be able to receive something as I'm sharing this with you. That I want to receive that Father's embrace. How, how do we get this embrace with the Father? Uh, one of the things he talks about is walking in the Spirit. You know, But I don't want to jump to that just yet because I want to unpack a little bit more before we show a clip. 
Now, in the clip that I'm going to show, um, it's a clip that Brian and I and Brent, who all went with you guys to John Eldridge, y'all remember? Okay, you too? Okay. So these two guys and myself went to a Wild at Heart conference over in Colorado, two different time frames, but we all went and we saw this clip that we're about to show you from the movie The Kid. Um, before I give you a little bit of background on that clip, I had a friend of mine from Nashville, Tennessee. I was sharing with him that I was reading this book. His uh, name is Phil Eakes. And Phil says, my brother-in-law took me to see this guy years ago. And he said, guess where I ended up at? I ended up on the floor weeping and crying under the presence of the Lord. Now, he talks about there's two ways that people will generally receive this Father's embrace. And some of us, it's like all in kind of thing, you know, like jumping off the cliff. He calls himself like a cliff jumper, jumping off the cliff and just embracing it all at once. For many of us, like myself, we're a little bit more cautious, maybe not so ready. In some ways, I am a cliff jumper, but in some ways, I'm a little bit more dip my toe in the water, ease into this kind of thing type of person. And I think a lot of you are as well, but you, some of you may be cliff jumpers also. You may just rush right in and experience this father's love, but it's, I think it's also a daily process for us walking in the spirit, right? I mean, we can walk in the flesh, that's our soul, but we can also walk in the spirit and we're encouraged and instructed to walk in the spirit. Um, a statistic from the book that I thought was interesting in 2002, 50% of children in America wake up each morning with someone other than their natural birth father in their home. We have a fatherless generation, right? And the fathers that are in the home, how healthy are our fathers in the home? That's why these men's retreats are good. And you guys got to see how unhealthy fathers are. <laughs> And how they're becoming healthy, but there's a lot of unhealth. And, and, and that's indicative of what we see in our society today. We want to see people become whole, uh, become well. So <clears throat> I'm about to show this clip. I don't know um, if uh, Des, Des is going to get it going for us or whatever, but we got it back there. Okay, I'm going to set it up first while you're getting it ready. And um, so in the movie, it's called The Kid. Bruce Willis is... Um, He's the adult version of himself in this clip. So in the clip, you have a child, which is Bruce Willis as a child. But then, uh, you know, you got to you got to put some creativity and imagination behind this. Bruce Willis and his in himself as a child have come together at a, I guess you could call it a, 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 a intersect in their lives. It's you know obviously it's a make believe movie. It's a, it's a Disney movie, but the theme throughout the movie it shows us. How someone can be like he himself was harsh he was not kind he was not affectionate he had not shown emotion since this scene that you're about to see so he's like in his 30s or 40s and what you see is is you see how could somebody become so wounded before the scene in the in this clip I feel like I need to give you a little bit more background so he has been in a fight at school that the child has uh, at the school, he gets in a fight. These bullies are bullying a three-legged dog. He tries to intervene and stop them from mistreating the dog. He gets beat up, uh, but he stands up for himself. Or actually, he does fight back in, in, the, in the clip here. Uh, you, don't, you won't see that part, but he does, in the movie, he fights back, and he stands up. And out of that, he gets in trouble. Um, the, the principal, they call the mother to come pick him up. You think, well, that's not a big deal, except that the mother's terminal. She's dying. And the child doesn't even know this until the father gets home. And, and we see in this clip a picture of angry father. And the reason I bring this to you today is, is because many of us have a picture of God as angry father. And if we could get that picture of God to change that he's not angry father. Okay. I mean, we, we, we kind of, I think we, we say, well, he's. You know, well, Jesus is the good cop and Father God's kind of like the bad cop. We would never verbalize that. But in our minds, it's kind of how we see his Father God is distant, but he's not. He, he's after us. He's running for us. Um, so let's go ahead and we'll, we'll watch the clip.
at my... In a, in a moment like that, as you can see, that can, something like that can totally just throw us off as a child. That, and listen, that is one, that's just one example. That's just one moment. But from that one moment, uh, and that's not even reality, that's just a show. But I think all of us can think of a moment that maybe we've walked through in our lives that, you know, we can look back at something that happened to us. And, and out of that, there are thoughts that we begin to believe, lies that we begin to believe. And out of that, we can pull back. We can, we can kind of become more reserved. I'm not, I'm not going to open myself up again. I'm not going to cry again. I'm not going to be real again. I'm going to, be, I'm going to, I'm going to isolate. I'm going to withdraw. So out of these moments of pain that have happened to us throughout our lives, we pull back. And then in a case like this, we could say, well, that's how Father, if that's how authorities, authority is, or if that's how God is. I don't want to have anything to do with a God like that, that's angry at me, that I can't be honest with, or I can't bring all my, Alex, all my stuff to the table, kind of like what you guys got to experience this weekend. And so it's important that we understand that, hey, people are where they are for a reason. And it's our, it's our, um, our privilege to not only on our own journey get to where God's calling us to get to, but it's also our privilege to bring people out of their pain, bring people out of where they are, bring, the, bring them out of their lives that they have believed. Um, here, here are some lies that someone might would believe after having a moment like that. I can't trust authority. Uh, Eldridge refers to these as agreements. I can't show my emotions. It's not safe to be me. I will hide how I truly feel. I will never cry again. I will be guarded. I will keep people from getting close to me. It's too painful to feel this much emotion. I'm a disappointment to my father. Now that's, think about that. If that's how you feel about yourself and you feel like I'm a disappointment to father, whether it's your earthly father, whether it's your grandfather, all that can be 
projected onto Father God. The child in the in this scene, you know, he says, "I did I kill mom? Did I kill her? Did I kill mom?" He'd been living with that all those years because in the movie, you know, it's, it, he's himself talking to himself. So all these years, he's believed I killed mom. There are things like that that happen out of fear. The father was fearful. I will be harsh and unkind to protect my heart. So we construct what's known as a false self many times to protect our own hearts. I'll be numb to receiving love. And that's, that's part of the story that Jack goes through. Jack, as a teenager, had grown long hair. Uh, father was military. Didn't want to cut his hair. And father, his father takes him to the ground with a pair of scissors, cuts his hair, and he runs away from home. And, and he, he lives on the streets. And later on, eventually, the father comes to him while he is high, um, and he still doesn't want to have anything to do with him. And he overdoses on some kind of drug, probably back in the 70s. And he remembers, even in his high, you know, not coherent self, his father stroking his hair, telling him, I love you. I love you, son. I love you. And he's still kind of high, but he remembers. And he, and he had craved that for all those years, for his father to tell him that... He was valued to be affirmed. And that's something that every one of us desire. And it's a core need that we have to be affirmed, to be told that we're wanted, to, to know that we have a purpose. We all have, we all have that, that felt need, that core need to know, to, to believe that I have purpose. I, I, I belong. I'm, uh, I'm loved. I'm accepted. These are all core needs that we all have and that we need to be met by It'd be great if it could be our earthly father or mother, but many times uh, we're products of the brokenness that that we are all walking in and and, and have received. Um, so it's important that we express love. I mentioned earlier we can't give away what we don't have or what we've not received. We can't give what we've not received, and we put these things called walls. We put them up. Um, we can treat we treat others in the way that we feel about ourselves. Think about that. If if you feel about yourself, I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. I'm not this. I'm not that. That's how we end up treating the people around us. That's what his whole story was: is that he had wounded his family so deeply because he didn't value, he didn't see himself as loved by Father God. So we can't express to others that love because of. We don't believe that we're lovable. We don't believe that God affirms us, that we, are, that we matter. I, I think you guys here, because of where you are, you've come a long ways in this. But there still could be, you know, instances in your life where you have had these uh, situations that have happened. So what I'd like for you to do is I'd like for you to pray with me. Uh, if you would, just where you're sitting... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to allow you to have an opportunity to break agreement with any lies that maybe you have believed, okay? Um, so let's just, I want you to make this personal about yourself. I know that was a clip, but I, wanna, I want us to engage in with Father God, okay? And invite him into those places where maybe you've been hurt, okay? So if you would, just close your eyes, and um, I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit to give me... On agreements that maybe you've made, not even maybe you maybe you don't even realize you've made some agreements, okay? So, Father, we break agreement right now with lies. I'm not noticed. I'm not important. I'm not loved. I'm not smart enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not thin enough. Nobody wants me. I can never overcome. I'll never be able to accomplish what mom and dad, maybe aunt, uncle, lies that I believed, that I was told. You're ugly. You're overweight. You don't matter. And Father, we just we break agreement with the lie that we don't matter, that we don't have a hope. And that you don't care. That if you cared, you wouldn't have allowed that to happen to me. For some of you, it could have been 
whether it be physical or sexual. And, and for maybe years and years, you've just said, a God that would love me would never let that happen to me. And I just want to call you in today to breaking agreement with lies that the enemy brings to us on a daily basis. Yes. Lies that he wants you to believe about who you are and believe about who God is. God wants you to know that he is crazy about you, that yeah. he loves you yeah. with an everlasting love. Yes. It's not just about him taking on your sin and my sin. It's, it's more than just, I mean, that's huge, but it's, he's crazy about us. Come he on. loves us. He's phileo love about us. He loves us. He likes us. He wants to be our friend. We can become a friend of God. He wants us to be a friend. In Revelation 3, it talks about how God loves us in a phileo love. That means a friend of God. We know that he agape loves us unconditionally. No matter what we do, he loves us, but he also likes us. And so, Lord, I just call my brothers, my sisters, I call us into a place of Father, we, we need to, to, to have an encounter today. Holy Spirit, yeah. I need to have an encounter, Holy Spirit, with the revelation that you love me unconditionally. Yeah. That we don't have to strive to earn what you've made available to us. That you love us. We have to rest in who we are. Yeah. Your sons and your daughters. We're not orphans. We break all agreement that we are orphans. Yes. That, that we don't have a place. Then. Come on. I've got to strive to be noticed. I've got to do this to be noticed. But, but Father says, I see you. Come I on. love you. Yeah. Father says, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you in your mother's womb. Father says it brings him great joy to sing over us, to dance over us. Father, give us a revelation today. Father, give us a revelation of your love. We need an encounter, Holy Spirit. Not just for ourselves, but for others. We need a touch from you. We need a touch, Lord. Touch our hearts, Lord. When there's hardness of heart, Father, break that stoniness off of our hearts, Lord. Yes. Make us tender. Lord, I pray for the men in the room and the women. Father, that those walls are constructed. Lord, you want to kick all these walls down. You want to kick them down, Father. You want to break them down. Father, let us lay aside these walls that we've constructed. So that you, the King of glory, may come in, come in. and rest with us and Wash over us and love us. Lavish your love upon us. going to give you every because there are a lot of different scripture references. My child, you may not know me, but I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I'm familiar with all your ways. Now, every one of these are scripture verses. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered. For you were made in my image. In me you live and move and have your being. You are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake. For all your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would love, where you would live.
You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, complete expression of love. And it is my desire to lavish my love on you. Simply because you are my child and I am your father, I offer you more than your earthly father ever could. For I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand. For I am your provider and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been filled with hope. Because I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts towards you are countless as the sand on the seashore. And I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you. For you are my treasured possession. I desire to with all my heart and all my soul. And I want to show you great and marvelous things. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. For it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine. For I am your greatest encourager. I am also the father who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are broken hearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. One day I will wipe away every tear from your eyes, and I'll take away all the pain you have suffered on this earth. I am your father, and I love, love my son. For in Jesus, my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you, not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I loved that I might gain your love. If you receive the gift of my son Jesus, you receive me. And nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party scene. I have always been father and will always be father. My question is, will you be my child? I am waiting for you. Love, your dad, almighty God. That, my friends, is a love letter straight out of the scriptures of how God sees us, how much he loves us, and he's calling us into a place of receiving. A place of receiving. Father, we don't... you a story in the book there's a there's a story of how Jack and his wife go on a mission trip to Brazil and in Brazil they have these these tall trees they're Brazil nut trees and Jack on the trip he doesn't even know they had been ministering I think like a medical trip, they had been offering their gifts. They had they had given their service to the to the people there, their local. And and there in Brazil, they would give them a gift. Well, the gift he received was this huge Brazil nut, but he didn't know what it was. It looked like a coconut with no husk on it. And so his friend was like, "Go ahead and you can you know gave him a machete. Go ahead and chop it open." So Jack hits the, the outer shell with the machete, and the machete bounces off. He doesn't he doesn't know how to hit the Brazil nut correctly. So. Test. Here we go. Here we go. So the Brazil nut, it's in this big, big casing like a coconut. He's hitting it, does it wrong. The guy's laughing. His friend is. He takes the, the friend comes up, takes a sharper machete and begins to shave the ends of it. 
toward like a very bitty small hole, a larger hole, and then it's the size of like a, a half a dollar. And inside of this shell are, are very sweet Brazil nuts, 20 of them, inside of this hardened shell. Jack Frost explains that that shell looks like, in a sense, us. We have the soul, outer, soulish realm, the outer part of that shell is super hard, damaged by false beliefs, damaged by hurts, pains, lies, that false outer shell we can't seem to receive. But on the inside is our spirit man, those of us who have been born again. And we're wanting that spirit man to be able to receive what the outside has been keeping away. And the Father's lavishing His love, and there just needs to be that penetration of His love into that spirit man. Those soulish, that soulish outer part, that hardened part, is stopping the flow of the Father's love. We can't necessarily embrace it and to feel it. And inside is that sweet, sweet candy that needs to come out that others can enjoy, that others can eat from. So we have our, the physical, we have the soul, and we, we have the spirit man. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We're three-part beings. Body, soul, and spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We're made in the image of God, right? Y'all, are y'all tracking with me? And as we try to figure out why can't I receive because we, our soul, Brent and I were talking about this earlier, the spirit man's got to rise above that soul. We've got to give the spirit man that perfect Holy Spirit that's within us, that rightful place in our thoughts, in what we think, what is true, what is false. And when Holy Spirit, when you're walking in Him and Him in you, that Galatians 5 talks about walking in the Spirit. When we're walking in the Spirit, that means we're tracking with Holy Spirit and He's speaking and we're listening and we can stop on a dime and then we can begin to extend the love of the Father. But there have been, there have been cases in my own life in the last few weeks where unsolicited someone would say to me, if I offered to pray, they would say, I knew something was different about you before I ever stopped them. They said, I knew when you walked past me, something, there was something about you. Now, I'm not, honestly, I promise you, I'm not trying to impress you. I'm just trying to tell you, I was as surprised about it as anybody would have been because I didn't feel that, personally, I didn't feel like I was doing anything great and wonderful. I was just walking. But because we're abiding in Christ and Christ is in us and we're in Him, we're walking in Him, we ought to be able to extend that love so that when we walk into a room, the thermostat, we're setting the thermostat. People can feel the warmth of the Father because of we're hosting the presence so well within us. That's the goal. When we begin to walk in that, there's an anointing that will break the yoke of others. That hard shell that's around them, we can see that yoke begin to be broken as we are filled with the power and the love of the Father. I'm just going to check and see where we're at. I want to read the Galatians passage. I mean, I had the Romans 5 passage. I do want to read Romans 5, verse 5 real quick. Um, I'm going to share all these with you, Brian, in case you want to look at them later. In verse 5, this hope will not disappoint us because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. And that's in the Holman Christian version. And then in the Passion, trying to find verse 5. And, the, and this hope is not a disappointing fantasy because we can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. We just need to know how to intersect and walk in this love that is available to all of us. And I want, I want this revelation. I, I want it. I promise you, I'm not there. I want it. Like, I really want to have an encounter with, with Papa. An encounter where it's just, I'm seated, you know, and I'm not moved. And we have to get back in that seat so we're not moved by, because we're all wounded. We're all traumatized for the past two years of COVID and all the craziness that's going on in the world. We have to get in a place of seated, right? Where we're seated with God. We can receive Know who we are. We're not orphans. We're sons. 
And in that sonship, we can see the world change. I'm looking for that passage out of Galatians. In case y'all haven't figured it out yet, my eyesight's not that great. <laughs> so I type out my verses ahead of time. And um, let's see if I found it here. Walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh, that's your soul, sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the, the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, let me go into the next verse. It goes into the deeds of darkness there. And in verse 22, it gives us the fruit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. And that's the goal, I think, for all of us, is to not walk in our flesh, not walk in our soul. That, to me, is a picture of us abiding. That's the key. Abide. Abide in Christ, in Christ in us. Abiding. Where His love, we can receive the love of the Father. I don't know where you're at today. You know, I know, I know that a lot of, I know that we need to, um, as fathers, we need to take time with our families and, and, and take a time out from our screens. I was at John Ray's men's group meeting recently, Brian, and, and there was a statistic that he shared from Wish from this wish company out of Indianapolis. And it says that the average person touches their cell phone. You might want to take a guess. It's, a, it's beyond the 100 realm. It's 2,617. This statistic was in 2021. 2,617 times a day we're touching our phones. Some may be gaming. You know, I mean, who knows? It could, who knows the people that they... But I'm just saying like... We're so tied to our phones. And, and, and this uh, young man came and he said, you know, on Friday evenings, they take their phones and they'll put them in another room. And they do it for a whole 24 hours. But he says, you know what? Just try to do four hours. If you don't want to do it for a whole 24, take your phone, set it in another room for, for maybe four hours. And, and as a father, speak a blessing over your children. Have a meal Pray together with one another. Hear what your family members are praying together. Pray out loud together so that way you know what's in their heart. But as a father, you can pray a blessing over your children. And I think the mothers can too. A father and a mother's blessing. I, I think that would be great. We haven't even done this yet, but I've been wanting to. I mean, like, we need to start trying. It doesn't have to be, this is not a striving thing. It's just a, hey, let's get... Let's get in. Let's get still and not distracted because the enemy wants to distract us. He wants to keep us from being in him and him. we're in him and him and us. But our minds may be somewhere else. We've got to we've got to put our minds. We've got to get still. That's kind of what happened with you guys this weekend. Right, Alex, you guys took, took your phones and you just y'all, you guys got still and no phone. And pro- probably we're feeling a little bit of like like. What, withdrawals, yeah, like we're like we're we're addicted to our devices. I am too. Like I left mine one day and I kept doing the same thing. Just kept because we're so tied to our phones. All of us are. I'm not saying like like hey I got it all together. No, I just heard Brian just say well hey we we all we've got the twitch <laughs> and I have my phone in my pocket or whatever. I mean it's like we start twitching because we're, we're we need to be that dialed in to Holy Spirit that we start twitching and we start you know like because. He's in us, and, and, and it's like, if I don't get what you want to give me, I can't give out what you want me to give out. And it's, we've got the goods. We've got, we've got it. We've got the answer. We've got everything that's necessary for all the world's problems, but we've got to get in him and him and us. We've got to immerse ourselves with the Father, and the enemy is distracting, distracting, lying, lying, all these things. That's the war, is that we're so 
distracted. There's interference, right? What were you going to say, sister? You just amen me? Awesome. All right. Praise God. I'm going to get Michelle to come up here and help me. I feel like we're supposed to, to say a father blessing. And she's like, I don't know. And you don't have to, Shelly, because I didn't really give you much instruction on this. But I feel like we're supposed to, to pray a blessing over you. As I'm not like your biological father, but just like a father blessing. Are you nervous? You need to get in the presence if you are. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> just joking. Do you, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead us in a prayer. And if you feel led, you can. If you don't, just stand here with me and be in agreement with me. But from a mother's heart, I want you to ask Holy Spirit if there's any blessing you want to speak out over everyone here in just a moment. And I'm going to ask Holy Spirit to give me any word to, to speak a blessing over each of us in the room. As a, as a father would speak over his children. So Aaron, Sophia, I need you to come up here and, and grab a chair. Come sit right here. This will help me. This is why I'm doing this. And I think it will help her. Because this is meant not just for Aaron, but this is meant for all of us in the room. Okay? But Aaron will help us to be able to channel what the father a father's heart for a child. You see where I'm going with this? I need her as kind of like my stand-in for all of you. But you'll, you'll be able to receive this as well, sweetheart. Okay? So, Michelle, I'm going to go first. Y'all just bow. Y'all receive. Y'all just be receptive, okay? Father, we thank you that you love us. You're not angry at us. You're not, you're not mad at us. You're coming after us. You're coming after us. You're, you're removing the barriers. You're removing the, the walls. You're jealous for us. You're jealous for our affections. Father, we want to have affections towards you. So, Father, take whatever we've put on the, the seat of our hearts, that's, that if it's our media devices, whatever that might be, that we have put in front of you. Lord, we want to put you on the, the throne of our hearts today. In your rightful place, Lord, in the sense of that we, you have my attention, Lord. You have my affection. I give you my affection, Jesus. My love. I, I, and I want to receive your love today. So, Father, we just bless each person in the room right now, Lord. Each child of God that's here. I bless you right now. I bless you. And I say that there is greatness within you. That's for every one of you. There's greatness within you. There's greatness within you. There is hope within you. Because the hope of glory is in you. Father God sees you. You can't hide. He says, come out of hiding. Come out of hiding. And be still and know that I am your God. You're blessed in your coming and you're blessed in your going. The Father would say He raises His countenance upon you to give you hope and peace. The Father would say the plans for you are good. They're to prosper you, not to harm you. Even in your captivity, He says that to you. Even in your imperfections, He says, I love you. I have a hope for you. I want to prosper you. I want to see you overcome. Father would say, you're an overcomer. You're not defeated. And that you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. We just bless you today with the truth and the love of the Father. And this is for everyone in here as well. You are worthy. And you are enough. There is nothing that you can do that would push me away from you. You don't have to search for me in places where I'm not at. You will find me if you seek me. You are beautiful. I love you. And 
you don't have to do anything um, that causes me to love you any less. So Father, I speak blessing. I'm gonna love you no matter what. Crazy. I'm crazy about you. I see the little things that you do. The things that maybe no one else sees. I see you in your coming and I see you in your going. The things that make you who you are. The uniqueness of who you are. I gave you those gifts. I'm so proud of you. I want to spend more time with you. Undistracted. I want to hear what's in your heart. Tell me what you're thinking. I want to bless you beyond what you could ever hope or imagine. I believe in you. I believe in you. Even when you fail, I love you. Even when you're not noticed, I love you. We're on a journey together. We're on a journey together. In the ups and the downs, I'm with you, would say the Lord. I'm with you in the ups and the downs. And I stand here waiting for you. Even if you go away, I stand here with arms wide open waiting for your return. Just like the prodigal returned to the father, I wait with arms wide open to throw the biggest party for you. When you get the glimpses, when you get the revelations, I'm here waiting for you. I bless you, my child. I bless you, my child. You're not invisible. You have worth. You have worth. You're loved. Your identity is not in what you do. It's not in what you have. It's not in what you accomplish. It's in me. It is in me. You don't have to search for it except in me. So it's powerful. Stop the striving. Start the embracing. Start the receiving. When you receive, you'll give. It'll just naturally flow out of you. And we will change the world. We will be world changers. Thank you, Lord, for the revelation that you're giving us. You're giving revelation to... God's giving you revelation right now. I just release that right now. The revelation that God is... is he's, he's downloading things in you right now. He's showing you things. He's filling you up with His love. When we can walk with Him, the sky is the limit. Amen? I'm going to hand it over, brother. Amen. Let's give Wade a hand. His heart his wife, his children, their heart with us this morning. I'm going to ask you to just stay in your seat for just a minute. I just want you to go back to that place, close your eyes. You know, in the Passion Version of Galatians chapter 5, what I just read, it was talking that used the word yield in the Passion Version. The person who yields to that presence, who yields to the Spirit of God. Um, it also talked about a yielding that we can also feel that flesh. So it's what you're yielding to. Um, Alex already mentioned that wall. A lot of times we want to 
put up that wall against Abba. And that started in the fall. You see, that's hamartia, that's the sin, that's the disease that you want to put that between you and the Father. You are to receive. Jesus said the only work is to believe. The only work is to believe. So I just want you to get in that place and yield to receive. As Witt said, be still and know that I'm God. The word be still there means stop your striving. You're not trying to earn it. You're not trying to gain it. You're not trying to get it. Receive it. So I don't want you to stand up. I don't want you to come up front. I simply want you to raise your hand if you would like somebody to come pray over you to receive this. Paul told Timothy, don't forget what was stirred up in you by the laying on of hands. And you don't have to have hands laid on you to receive. Don't get me wrong. But there's something about the impartation. So you raise your hand if you want somebody to come to you. We're going to come to you. I want everybody else not to be looking and seeing who's, who's you going to. If you don't want somebody to come and lay hands on you, you just sit there and you receive from Papa yourself. And for some of us in this room, we need an impartation. A fire. Holy Spirit. receiving freedom this morning, many receiving the love of the Father. Second Corinthians. Actually Romans four. I was gonna give you past Second Corinthians five we used last week, but I think this was even better. Romans chapter four says as the revelation of righteousness is spoke over you receive wholeness that's where the wholeness comes from so as you receive that revelation you become whole so just continue to receive that this week don't let it just be today every day be still and know that I'm God every day stop the struggle and receive again with so thankful for your heart thank you for being here thank you for those who opened up this morning receiving Father, we thank you so much for love, not limited, limitless, and indescribable Father who describes himself to us through the work and the incarnation of Jesus Christ, so that we don't have to be confused. love that not only that you love us with an everlasting love he says that you love us with the same passionate intimate love that you love your son Jesus we receive that today so walk into this week love you guys thank you for coming